On this edition of the Cast Extra, I've been speaking to the Simsbury Education Partner Menopause Movement, who have developed an innovative programme which is available to physical activity practitioners and organisations providing sport and physical activity services to help them develop their programmes and provision to help support and engage more women. I've also been joined by Simsbury Employer Partner Places Leisure, who are running a pilot programme with Menopause Movement to offer their communities dedicated support. And Simsbury member Kathy, a personal trainer, who has developed her practice with Menopause Movement. Simsbury's absolutely delighted uh, to have the opportunity to talk to, to Joe and, and Christine from from Menopause Movement about some of the work they've been doing. It's something that um, is is really important in terms of supporting professionals working in our sector to really engage with and and help those clients who really kind of have wants to kind of have that that additional support and, and work with a practitioner who understands them and and that's so important as we, as we look to build on engagement and participation and, and all the health and, and well-being benefits of that both physically and mentally so um Joe Christine, thanks so much for joining us today. Really, really delighted to have you here. And, and we're going to be talking a little bit later to a practitioner that you've been working with, but also uh, an employer and organisation um, that, that you've been working with. Just to kind of start us off today, can you share a little bit about um, Menopause Movement as, as an organisation, about the work that you're doing and why, why it's, it's so critically important for professionals and organisations working in the sector? Well, first of all, and I think it's really great as a SimSpot um, partner to be here. So your Menopause Movement... Um, is an online e-learning training course for health and fitness pros. Now, I say the health, and actually, that was our expectation. Um, But as things have gone on, Christine, it's become much more a course for, to our surprise, really, for fitness professionals, because 87% of our our, um, students are from the fitness world, which was a real surprise to us. Um, and menopause movement itself came from a health background. Christine is a, a women's health physio, so she's the clinical lead. And we kind of all met together working on another project, which was delivering CPD training for Christine's professional network. Well, first for physiotherapists, but we were getting loads of inquiries from all sorts of people from different um, backgrounds, including the fitness world. So we just thought, well, it was it was a lockdown project, wasn't it, Christine? <laughs> Do you want to sort of explain a little bit more about how that that kind of came about Christine. Yeah but exactly as you said Joe. obviously I'm a pelvic health physio and but I've been in clinical practice for so long and I sort of realized as, as healthcare professionals so often we you know we stay within the walls of four treatment rooms and it's just not effective enough so a lot about this course is bridging the gap and bridging the relationship between the health and fitness world because most women at the end of the day end up with fitness fitness professionals not often the health physios like ourselves so when we organized academic study day for the pelvic health physios we got so many inquiries like joe joe mentioned that we realized this is actually our opportunity to bridge that gap between health and fitness how the course was was born and we've been so pleasantly surprised by the interest of fitness professionals so they're a key part of our membership actually i mean the course itself i suppose we've not really explained what that is it's a nine module course and we've got links with through other training that we've done through um, a really good 
energizing, engaging group of professionals. So we cover, we've got a gynecologist, we've got a psychologist, we've got a lovely clinical lead in Christine who delivers the pelvic floor modules. We've got a dietitian, we've got a nutritionist, and we've even got a section at the end on building your own business. A lot of our, our learners are small business people who are looking to promote their, their course. So we're saying, right, you've got the learning, how are you actually going to take that into your community and how are you going to broadcast it? So, yeah, I know. And, and what's great about the uh, circle network that Christine was just talking about. And Christine, you often pop on there, don't you, to answer questions because right. people yeah. will say, oh, um, can you give me, you know, I've got a client who's got, um, and I can't say what they've got because it's, it's usually on a clinical level, so I won't even make it up. But Christine will then hop, hop in and... Um, answer it and it's really immediate they, you know we don't I think we always talk about it as opening a door don't we Christine we're not saying come and do the course never to see us again um it is very much about keeping up that engagement with the learners and creating a community because um I think that's how we can all improve on our learning and we do webinars don't we Christine that we um we give our members access to and, and often they are based on the requests of our members what else they want to earn learn more about you know we've done one on bone health we've done one on pelvic health we've had quite a few strength and conditioning coaches be invited um so it's a real you know apart from the core course i think what's important to say in terms of our core course is very much multidisciplinary it's all about integrating yeah. knowledge That's and we are very aware that you know some of the people on our course are people that don't PhD and other people on the course are people that are level two personal trainers. So what we what we really attempt to do is I suppose to take the hard work out of doing all the research for our members and make the course accessible in terms that's simple, understandable and repeatable. At the same time, very much no nonsense and evidence based. We are rigorously evidence based. It's really kind of interesting that sort of practical application side that you've put the heart of, of the work that you're doing and, and kind of not just siding practitioners with with sort of the, the knowledge, but also how they apply that and how they take that into their business. And, and from Simsper perspective, that's something we, we always work uh, with our partners. Uh, how will a practitioner that engages with your um, with your learning and, and with your CPD? actually then be able to take that out to, to their client base and and grow their client base as well what's really interesting to me and when we, we kind of first started talking uh, is kind of the fact that a lot of um development that professionals will will do is is based on the male anatomy and i think sort of what 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 you guys are doing are, are not just taking it into a space of of practitioners fitness professionals pt group exercise leaders understanding kind of the, the, the female anatomy and, and how they apply their practice to that or how they develop their practice to apply for that but actually kind of honing down on on a on a, a large um, but but very kind of specific need around around women um, and and the impact of, of the menopause and, and how physical activity can benefit so many aspects of their life their health their well-being can you can you kind of share with us kind of the development work that you've done around that? And we know you know there's there's demand from practitioners to, to specialise their practice. A lot of it is about that 
all of us as professionals got awareness and a reasonable understanding of what what happens to women in that phase of life and how that has impact on their psychological well-being, their diets, their all the low-hanging fruits as well, and of course specifically on their physical activity levels. And with that, we do try to cover. Um, and you know, the women's in sports research has been so helpful that the women that have many many barriers to exercise. And again, like you're just saying, and that's a lot of. It's not just healthcare, but a lot of the fitness world is very much based on a male setting <laughs> as well. And often male, males re resonate better with entering those settings than women do. So there are many barriers for women. And we have a whole module around the barriers as well and potential tips and, and, and support how to overcome those barriers that range from... Well, yeah, it's about removing those barriers. Or yeah, that's right. Yeah. Over them because um, as, you know, I think, it, like Christine said, the women in sport research has been absolutely, um, it's kind of underpinned a lot of what we've done. And it's about, you know, this is, an, this is one of the fastest growing cohorts in the fitness, um, in the population and in the fitness world. And so it sounds a little bit crude, but there really is a never ending supply because, you know, hundreds of women are going into menopause approaching menopause or perimenopausal they don't understand the stages they don't and nobody you know it, it, I think that's changing now because there's so much media you can barely open a newspaper without reading somebody's experience but how do they then go to you know it's a bit like well here's the problem and it's like we don't see it as a problem we see this as an opportunity and we're saying right we know that there's undisputed benefits of movement it's kind of the first port of call alongside uh, making changes to your diet if you need to but it is getting moving and if you don't kind of get moving at that point when are you going to get moving and we're very much about going into that sort of older period stronger healthier being um, in the best physical state you can be because it's about personal responsibility so you work you know I think the fitness trainers are working with their clients and actually if they engage their clients those clients are going to stay with them because they're going to say you know oh I go to this class or I see this person once a week and it's you know it's I've really noticed a difference in x y and z and if that person they're visiting has specialist knowledge and understands the changes because we're all about sort of putting the picture together and saying it's a different phase it's a different body what's worked previously may or may not work now um and and encouraging women isn't it christine because yeah, we know absolutely. that you're a bit yeah. frightened to get cracking and it's that person they're seeing can say look i am menopause movement trained because obviously menopause having a real moment at the moment which is fantastic and we're so glad we're part part of that <laughs> we're part of that uh, moment really that's um if we're all more aware and a lot of it of course in the fitness industry is not just about women the barrier but also covering that whole range of women a lot of women also are very very active or may still be competing athletes and they also need to change the way uh, they train because adaptation is different you know we lose our estrogen and our main female reproductive hormone fusion is an anabolic steroid and anabolic steroids help us with recovery performance and that's not just performance on a high level that's also performance in terms of good sleep going for a walk <laughs> all those different things so in the course we're very aware of this whole range of women that all have very unique and bespoke needs
because the range of symptoms and experience and also the ethnic differences, the ritual difference, it's a really interesting area to work in. And at the same time, for every woman, it's so unique. And, and I think it's a really exciting place to be because for fitness professionals, it's a real challenge to understand all those differences well enough that they can then apply to to that cohort. And, and I'm, we are very aware of that we are not strength and conditioning specialists. You know, we're not fitness specialists, although there is a whole module on strength training and we're going to create a more advanced module on that as well. What we try to do is give the tools, all the principles, no protocols, all the principles on how to really apply that in their in their work and move that move that forward. It's absolutely so critical and it's interesting that we do we we are talking about it as specialist training and it very much is and you know the utopia is that it is eventually that it is something that every practitioner every organization every place that somebody would go to engage with 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 yeah. physical activity that that kind of this 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 would be embedded um within it but um we, we we've got we've got some way way to go on that and i think you know, we, we are seeing kind of some some trailblazing on it and, and some of the organisations and individuals that you've been working with. We're going to be speaking to Places Leisure um, a little bit later on the podcast. They will share with us the impact that, that they're seeing and, and, and kind of why it's so important, important to them. But in terms of what this gives to gives to professionals, sort of just what is it that, that is the differentiator? Um, you know, there's, there's the knowledge, but but kind of for a woman who's who's kind of either choosing a practitioner organisation to engage with or is looking to kind of continue their journey but through this this phase stage of their life what 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 does the what the work that you're doing give give um the the participant the client the the end user in terms of the confidence for who they're working with Sure. Yeah. If we obviously we've asked that question to our members as well, because when you start a business like this, you make a lot of assumptions and it's really helpful to get the feedback from our members, <laughs> what it really means to them. I think, first of all, what's quite interesting is that a lot of because um, although we've got some fantastic men as our members as well, who, you know, ask such fun, such helpful questions, but a lot of uh, our members are also uh, peri or postmenopausal themselves. So I think a lot of it gets initiated because it's happening to themselves, it's happening to their sisters, and it always helps awareness if you've got a personal <laughs> experience with that as well. And then often their career moves towards really wanting to work with women that obviously having other issues, but also menopausal related issues. And and I think a lot of what it's what I like to think and what's we get feedback about is that it really opens up a whole new opportunity in terms of developing that practice. Joe, you've got a lovely example of one of our members. Over the summer we were doing a little bit of a it's quiet, let's get in touch with some of our members. So we were all sort of having chats. We had some really great chats and so many stories that you don't get out of from a from a form or a feedback form. So I contacted one woman who was based up in Leeds and we were just doing the standard stuff. And then sort of as you know, you start chatting and I love a chat. It, her story was really very powerful. She had had um she'd all been I was dealing with some personal stuff. She'd had a difficult menopause, she had pre Previously been very active and she said as she got older which is very typical for women that self-care fell off the, uh, fell off the side of a cliff and she was busy with her caring responsibilities 
she was um, unfit, menopausal, and she her way of dealing with she's I'm going to go to the gym, and she sort of renewed her enthusiasm for whatever she was doing at the gym, and she was encouraged. She she, she liked sort of telling other people what to do, and people at the gym said you should um, get trained as a, as a personal trainer. So she went on to, um, she's now a qualified personal trainer. She did our course because she felt that women in her situation, she didn't know where to turn. She didn't know what she was going through. So she did a course, she put up some flyers and sort of to kind of just gauge some interest, put some posts out on social media. And within two weeks, she developed her own course on the back of, of what we'd done with her. And within two weeks, she had 32 sign-ups, um, and that's from zero standing starting point to 32 sign-ups. And so she then had a waiting list, and she was expanding. And the gym, she was working through a gym, and I can't remember the name of it, but the gym were incredibly supportive because obviously they were seeing it, it was it was a synergy between she was she was working with women, the women were getting the benefit, she was developing her business, um, and she was then taking it into the gyms and the gyms were getting more you know she was booking more sessions with them so it really was it was a win-win for everyone yeah. and i and i think on there because i think that's such a lovely story about you know personal opportunity and a professional opportunity as well and i suppose uh, when we talk to our members what a lot of the fitness professionals are saying that what they've really made a shift in at the end of the course is that they integrate to give women a lot more confidence to do strength training and realize that even for instance just an example that's because we we spend a lot of time on bone health as well and how to improve bone health that women with low bone density and osteoporosis strength training is actually indicated and not contraindicated because sometimes i think especially if you work on your own in a fitness set session setting it can be really difficult to have the confidence to bump training up with all the sort of comorbidities, other health issues, et cetera. That for instance, if women are recovering or have had breast cancer treatment and they've got lymphedemia, is it safe to do strength training? And to really understand where the indications are, where the safety net is, and be able to confidently train those women that have other health issues as well, because of course, the older we get, the more likely we have other related health issues as well. Our overall motto really is that we'll have a generation of 18 and 90 year olds that still are fit and strong. So aging is inevitable, fragility is is not. And that that's uh, fitness professionals out there have the confidence to give women the confidence to keep training as well. And then another bit of feedback, which I was you know, it was really lovely to hear from quite a few of our members that gave them the confidence to locally get um, contact with other health professionals, like a pelvic health physio to signpost to if someone's got bowel issues or urinary incontinence or a prolapse, and that they felt they had the language to start a conversation with a pelvic health physio nearby or with a gynecologist. And I think, again, when you work on yourself and your fitness professional, all that sort of health language, accessing uh, local people, even having the confidence to knock on a gynecologist's door, a pelvic health physio's door. And that's very much what we'd like people to get out of the course, that that confidence there and knowing how to start a conversation. Like, how do you ask a, uh, a female about where they are in a menopause? Um, how do you screen? How, how do you ask about urinary incontinence? How do you ask about a prolapse? Because they're all very personal and intimate questions normalizing or or kind of uh, increasing kind of people's confidence and, and and 
um, comfort with, with having those conversations so important. And, and, and as you say, Christine, the, the links to health are are just so, so important at a time when we know the NHS is under so much pressure and our, our sector, um, you know, fitness, health, well-being, um, physical activity professionals really interlinking with those those other um, health professionals, uh, helping people get to the right health professionals when they need it and, and to access that, but but equally, you know, helping to prevent some of some of those kind of yeah. more de- you know resource demanding um needs kind of by by kind of intervention and and kind of li- little steps around around health and well-being through physical activity that mm. really help to safeguard against that that kind of clinical need later down the line which which is is so challenging for people to access at this point in time absolutely fantastic talking to you to you both today um loads we we could we could spend hours i think i think talking about this we've got um we've got um some conversations coming up with um places leisure who um have been working with you on the course for for their staff um and also um one of your members who has has kind of been through the course and, and is kind of implementing that that practice Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today. It's fantastic work. We're really proud to be working in partnership with you here at at SimSpot. Thank you both so much. Thank you for having us. I'm really pleased now to be joined by some colleagues from um, Places Leisure. We've got Lottie, Lauren and Sarah. Um, Places Leisure are a Simsper uh, employer partner and um, really pleased to have them on the on the cast extra along with Joe and Christine from Menopause Movement to talk about the work that they've been doing together at Places Leisure and how it's how it's supporting their strategy um, and their, their client customer base. So um, thanks so much for joining us. Over to you, um, Lottie, to, to introduce the team there and, and, and tell us a little bit about the work that, that, that you do. Firstly, thank you for inviting us along to have this conversation. Really excited because there's some good work um, that's that's underway and I think it's really good to highlight it at this stage um, of, of where we're at as well. So thank you for the invite and, and for giving this opportunity to chat to you, to you all. Um, my name's Lottie. I'm the Area Healthy Communities Manager for Places Leisure, covering the Midlands and North. Um, so the centre that we're going to be talking about where the pilot scheme happened today is one of my centres within my area. Um, so I support Places Leisure to be the UK's leading health and wellbeing enabler. So really, um, my work is about creating initiatives um, across our communities that tackle physical activ- inactivity and health inequalities. Um, and then I'll let Lauren introduce herself from her role. So uh, my name's Lauren and I work um, for Place of Leisure at Wild Forest Leisure Centre as their Healthy Communities Coordinator. So I work on the projects in the community, just trying to make people's lives better and get everyone a bit more active. Hi, I'm Sarah. So I also work at Wild Forest Leisure uh, Centre and my role there, I'm a fitness instructor, group exercise instructor um, and yeah, working obviously on this wonderful project that myself and Tracy created. So Place Leisure is a social enterprise which strives to be the UK's leading health and wellbeing enabler, uh, creating active places and healthy people for communities to thrive. It experiences over 30 million visits per annum across leisure facilities that it operates on behalf of local authorities across the country and supports over 75,000 children and adults learning to swim each year. 
it's it's great the the kind of the work that, that you guys are doing embedded in 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 communities is is absolutely kind of what what's at the heart of of, of what sims was doing to kind of give opportunities for for everyone um to be active different communities but but particularly you know communities where inactivity is linked with deprivation and things that the 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 work that that you guys are doing on the ground in terms of that that kind of social buying um is is so important across communities do you mind if i just sort of extend on that no. introduction a little bit because i have to say working with laura sarah and tracy is obviously not here today they are you know, they are very understated in the way they introduce themselves. They yeah, are complete diamonds. So. They're absolute stars, <laughs> those three. But, you know, they made our job for training the trainers so straightforward and smooth. And they produced something that far exceeded our expectations. So I thought I'll just sort of <laughs> blow up. <laughs> Thank you. That's very generous. They, they are fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. They are fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah, fantastic team, and yeah, and not to to not to Tracy, who's not here as well. It is kind of that that on the ground work, and and kind of taking kind of initiatives like this that that kind of you guys who who are very much in centres around the country and communities is is it's how it all translates really. So so yeah, a, th a special thanks to you, to you guys on that. Then whether Joe and Christine, you want you want to start, or whether Lottie, you want to kind of pick it up in terms of where this kind of pilot started from, and um, how, um, from a, a place of leisure perspective, um, you guys have, have sort of picked picked this up, and um, what why it's, it's it's been so important to you. Yeah, so um, I, I'll let everybody oh. come in, but I'll let Lauren. I'll let Lauren him. In, explain how it how it came about really I guess how the partnership came about so basically our general manager at our site um, was communicating with the healthy communities manager at the time uh, and they were coming up with ideas um, the aim being to get a community project um, set up um, while they were bouncing ideas about um, the project to support um, women going through menopause or pre-menopause came up and we knew there was a really high demand for this in the area due to the lack of community support surrounding the menopause uh, looking nationally there's it's this is a completely unique program um, combining community menopause support around physical activities so we just thought it was a brilliant idea to hop on with and start going yeah, so speaking to, uh, again, myself and Tracy working as um, fitness instructors and personal trainers, um, talking to members that were in the gym, talking to our own personal training clients, um, we were seeing that there was a huge, huge lack of um, support um, available to women um, during the menopause. So it was kind of when we looked at it, we were, we were looking at a way that we could work with that and include the fitness side in that, because for us, that was really important. So that's how the course kind of came about initially. And we used uh, funding from the National Leisure Recovery Fund, uh, working with in partnership with Wild Forest Council. Uh, they agreed to fund the training that uh, Tracy and Sarah and Chris went on and um, the development of the programme to make you know this idea a reality. Uh, they also provided funding to allow us to offer this um, to the community for seven cohorts. We've currently done two, so another five ready and raring to go. In the first cohort we had 25 individuals 
the one we just did, we had about 14. So this is a considerable number of women that, you know, have benefited from our course. Really. And that all sparked, didn't it, from that initial, from the funding and the initial conversations, um, that sparked the partnership, yeah, mm. with the menopause that, movement yeah. uh, for that for that course content. So that's kind of um, our go-to for, 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 for colleague training now. I think just coming back to, or I think everyone needs to sort of hear how these things don't just happen. So it was all of those funding applications were managed by you guys. And then Christine was helping on course development and we, we, we reviewed materials, but it was all happening side by side, really. The funding happened, you did the course, we've done other centres. I think we've worked with three of your centres so far. And I, I just think it, it, it just goes to show if you're working collaboratively what you can achieve in actually quite a, um, a short period of time. When we did the course through you guys, through um, through, through you, the, the main thing that we picked up on was how you covered so many different areas and that's why it was so beneficial to us. So it wasn't just focusing on one specific thing, but that the whole product that we created at the end came from the things that we learned from your course it gave us the, the the ideas for each individual week that we created so that's that is kind of that's the dream come true really that's why we <laughs> like it to land <laughs> ideally yeah discussed didn't we at one point um when we were put, i think it was because we did a webinar with you guys and i think somebody said oh could we come down and deliver a session and christine went oh oh because you're we're very much about it being repeatable and Christine said you know it all and you actually you don't need us now I mean and I think we are at that stage with you guys where you know we're still working in partnership but it's very much a sort of it's your project now and um, I think we're really proud that of, of the support that we were able to give you but you've actually picked it up and run with it. Off the back of the course I mean again I'll let the guys talk about this but it's that combination of the the knowledge that you provide and maximizing the strength of our staff and the you know what the knowledge they have of our customers but also what the facilities have as well um would it be helpful to talk about what we deliver a little bit in 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 our our move through menopause program yeah most most definitely i think i think what what would be be great in terms of um our, our listeners kind of thinking about how how this applies in a, in a practical concept and how this applies to them mm. as as kind of employers in the sector but but also as practitioners is what what does this mean on on the ground what what um what sessions and, and what programs is it helping you to deliver and who who in the community is that impacting um, how the course works it's run as a, a 12-week course each session's about an hour and a half long um, and we have a focus on a different menopause related topic each week and then um, at the end of that, we do um, a different physical activity as well. So the women are getting the knowledge side of it, but they're also participating in and trying out different activities. So to give you an idea of some of the things that we did activity wise, um, we got them in on a spin session um, we did dance fitness with them. We had them in the pool doing aqua um, we ha had an outdoor walk. Um, so they get to to experience lots of different things um, activity wise. And then, yeah, the fitness content, like I said before, that came from um, your, you guys and doing the different topics each week. So we've kind of broken it up into 
HRT, we have a discussion on that. We talk about um, the impact um, on families and um, things. So yeah, there's, there's just lots of different things that we, we talk about in the course. I think one of the best things about the course as well was it was made centred around peer support and all the testimonials we've had from the women have said it's been you know that safe space for them to talk for them to experience classes exercises that they wouldn't normally do and it's made them more comfortable they set up a whatsapp group so they could buddy up and go to the gym together or attend classes that they wouldn't normally do and i think that side of it has just been absolutely beautiful yeah and it's just brought so many women together that are in the same path in life really yeah just absolutely amazing it's 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 kind of we, we were talking earlier about the fact that the the impact that that kind of physical activity and engaging activity has from a health perspective um we, we also kind of broadly talk about it from a, a mental well-being perspective but but that kind of example of of kind of connecting people together within communities is so important for for kind of physical and mental well-being but but community cohesion as well in terms of people knowing that there are people who understand them who can empathize with, with the the place that they're at in their life and with their family and, and everything else and having that connection is is just a, a kind of a a benefit that you can't put a price on I think from the perspective of of places leisure and and kind of some of the client groups that you've been working with and, and participants what 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 do you think are the kind of the long-term benefits for you as an organization but also those that have taken part in in the, the pilot yeah, I was going to say we've done um, an impact report from each of the cohorts. So uh, we know because we've done we've kind of done that measurement of what the impacts are. And I'm sure some of them are short term and some of them will be there for many years to come. Um, Lauren, have you got those to, to share? So we um, assessed pre and post assessments um, in different metrics. So we did a well-being metric, which was the short Warwick Edinburgh mental well-being scale. Then we did um, a rating of activity levels, which was the short active life survey. And then we um, assessed the severity of menopausal symptoms through the menopause rating scale. And the impact overall was just astounding. Uh, but breaking it down um, for the mental well-being of the difference from pre to post course, um, there was an increase in 14%. This is over both of the courses together. Our participants were 17% uh, more active by the end of the courses uh, because they'd experienced, you know, these different activities, they'd enjoyed them and they'd bought memberships on the back of the courses and they were now attending the gym more, they were doing different classes, so their activity levels were increasing. We also um, through the menopause rating scale, we found that um, the overall severity of symptoms had a notable decrease of 22%, uh, which indicates, you know, the effectiveness of this program completely. But um, upon closer examination of the <laughs> mental, uh, the menopause um, rating scale, there was specific areas of improvement as well. So the somatic um, symptoms decreased by 14%. Uh, so their physical di discomfort related with menopause was 
decrease, decrease a lot. There was also a decrease in 29% of psychological symptoms and also a 27% reduction in intimate symptoms. So it just speaks for itself, really, those numbers. Mm. Uh, it's just been amazing. And the things the women have said, you know, it's yeah. given us a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's just it just gives you we, we have had some really, really really good feedback um really good testimonials from people so just just to give you an idea of some of the things that were said um I thought I knew about the menopause but quickly realized after sitting through the slides each week that my knowledge was very under par um the course challenged preconceived notions and dispelled myths ensuring that we left with a robust evidence-based understanding of menopause um, no question was considered silly um safe and supportive environment and then, like Lauren said, the one that stands out for us um, was after doing the course, I felt that there was light at the end of the tunnel. And that for us is exactly what myself and Tracy wanted to create. We wanted to provide women with the knowledge and understanding of what they were going through um, to enable them to feel better about it. So whilst the, obviously the, the exercise side of it is really, really important for us, that was also a big thing. It was also lovely yeah, to hear how you did overcome some of the barriers because I, I remember you talking about some women were concerned about getting in the pool in a yeah. in a swimming costume and you made sure it was in the late in the afternoon when it was really quiet yeah. and they worried about spinning as well and discomfort on the saddle and you had good solutions to that so I think yeah. you work so well on reducing those barriers that most most women have <laughs> to exercising yeah. and you made it fun as well I remember you said that you made the kind of everyone finds that in a competitive not everyone is competitive <laughs> but I think you know you I think you said it was badminton was it and you had oh, a yeah. competition going and um yeah. you know I think you said that a couple of, of the members then went on to join us of the badminton classes and things yeah the badminton was, week was it, was quite interesting actually because it was surprisingly one of the weeks that people seem to have the most concerns about doing and they're all a bit like oh I'm not sure if I want to join in and actually it was probably the most popular week and a lot of them have carried it on afterwards which is brilliant that's the long term isn't it that's the long term effect is that yeah you know you've got a 12-week course but actually then you've got people physically active for much much longer than that and that's the whole you know the hot part mm. of the process is that they will go play badminton together after this so there are those long-term kind of effects yeah. of the of the program there planning to assess a long-term benefit as well aren't you are you going to do a follow-up in terms of your impact assessment yeah, yeah absolutely we, we were talking earlier about moving this from being viewed as a specialist um provision specialist training to kind of mainstream and and making it accessible for, for all but you know the the kind of the the legacy in terms of getting people more active and inactivity as you say you know the, the badminton example is great in inactivity that they would never previously have thought about or engaged with but but challenging those 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 barriers and that, that are preventing people but but also normalizing having those conversations making pe people feel more comfortable both as participants clients customers but but also as as practitioners um and and kind of having that that confidence to have those conversations so it's so important it's a brilliant project that you've been working on and and you know we, we we're proud to, to work with both menopause movement and and places leisure and, and the work work that you're doing 
And Ed, do you mind if I sort of add something to it to hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, in the in the future, bump it up a bit further? When we were at Elevate last year, there was a lot of talk, uh, quite, you know, really helpful to listen to is that obviously health has got a lot of randomized control controlled trials and research. And I think the fact that you did an impact assessment in the fitness world is a massive step forward. What we really now need as the next step to elevate this again to having a randomized controlled trial. So I'm so hoping that women in sport or Sport England or Simspa, people will be listening to this because really the or universities that have you know, an exercise-based science group. Really what we'd like is repeat this with a control group. So we actually have proper evidence because often we know how well movement works and physical activity. We still often are lacking controlled trials that have the same weight as medical trials. And that's where really where we want health and fitness to start meeting <laughs> each other. So I would love this to be repeated with a proper control group. So it's not just a one-off. We can actually show this really works. Of course, I'd be so confident uh, that that will give us very helpful data. So I hope that some funding bodies will be listening <laughs> and, and, and consider <laughs> consider this. Take uh, it, yeah. Take that. It's like your elevator pitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I do think it's interesting, though. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, we've done the two cohorts in War Forest. This is roll we're rolling it out nationally at places as the move through menopause program. So it'll be really interesting to see how different geographical areas compare yeah. and what the impacts assessments yeah. say say across that. And then the, the next plan is to take the program further than that. So not just acting within our leisure spaces, but looking at community community delivery and also colleague delivery as well. What can we do within workplaces for this program program delivery? So yeah, it'll be interesting, like you said, to to, yeah. to analyze the difference between that those those programs there's kind of so much take around i think so much learning for, from the work that, that you've been doing at, at places leisure with it in terms of how it can be implemented on on the ground because that's that's the important the, the important bit really lottie lauren sarah thank you so much for, for joining us today um thank you. We, we said earlier that we we could probably talk for hours about this because there is so many <laughs> yeah. great stories um but, but thank you so much and, and kind of good good luck with the, the rest of the, the work that you're doing, the the, co the, the cohorts that you're um, you're going to be rolling out with. And uh, yeah, keep us posted. We'd love to have another conversation about sort of some of the longer term impact that you're seeing as well. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Thank you for having us. Thank you. <laughs>really delighted to be joined again by by joe and christine from menopause movement but but also to be joined by kathy who um is a practitioner as a, a company called blossom health kathy's been working with with joe and and christine and and through um menopause movement to um enhance her, her own practice so so really delighted to be joined by kathy who's going to share some of her experiences and along with um joe and christine talk about the work that they've been doing together thanks for having me here today annette um yeah so i'm an online women's health and movement coach um i work with um mainly women going through the midlife transition uh i do have clients older and younger but most of most of my um my women are uh, going through the menopause or uh, are facing it or have just been through it um, and I specialise in helping women who um, have disordered um, eating and want to recover from that or um, who want weight loss and also general health coaching as well.
Um, I'm a personal trainer and that's relatively new to me. I, I did that um, about 15 months ago. Um, and then as soon as I'd done that training, I jumped on the menopause movement um, <laughs> training with Christian and Joe um, because I needed to, <laughs> needed to do it really. I think from gaps I felt were not in the training that I'd done and because of the client group that I was working with, um, I needed that extra uh, additional support and information to be able to help them. Introduction to, to menopause movement. Um, where where did that come from and then how did you find out about the work they're doing and when I was doing my personal training um the uh the curriculum literally a paragraph of information you know what is it 51 percent of the population in this is in this country women and yet there was one paragraph on the menopause and I just thought that that was um really not adequate myself I just thought this is this is not equipping me to work with my uh, my client group. So whilst I was still doing the personal training, I was already looking for something else. So I just came across menopause movements online. Um, I really liked what they were offering, but I felt I needed to finish my personal training qualification first before I would let myself go through that. And one thing at a time anyway. Uh, so as soon as I'd done it, that that's when I, uh, I wanted to um, sign up for it. But what I liked about it initially is that it wasn't just the training. It wasn't just another qualification, but I liked the link to positive pause that uh, menopause movement has. And I also um, like the look of the community. The ongoing support, I think, is really, really um, important. And so I wanted to be connected to something that would have that ongoing the, the network and the community that was um, being offered there too. That that kind of community is is kind of a theme that we've 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 talked about um, a little bit through through the podcast today and uh, being seen as specialists and the, and the, and the fact that it should be mainstream in terms of learning for those professionals in the sector um, regards to the role with the personal trainer group exercise coach etc. Um, yeah. And and that it, it's not it's not part of the main mainstream. And linking with the, the work that you've done with Kathy and, and kind of talk about how somebody as, a, as, a, as an individual personal trainer, how, how they might use and, and, and access the, the work that you're doing. Yeah, I think what's really nice to hear that onto it because of the sort of more multidisciplinary aspect rather than just talking just about strength training or just about because what we what we talked about before that we really want to give people all the right principles rather than the prescribed protocol because you'll be the mm. expert in terms of your PT work in terms of your wellness coaching work and that you can apply those principles to all the women that you that you see and I think what you're sort of describing one paragraph in a in a training you know in a whole PT training uh, setup I think it's such a typical history of women's health altogether yeah. <laughs> you know what we say at the beginning of the course we're not men with boobs and tubes yeah. it means we physiologically hormonally we are completely different beings and that that is being considered in all walks of life 
Yeah, <laughs> really. That's uh, so. It's 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 great to hear that. That's actually the reason why you kind of wanted to be part of it and the community as well. And the really nice thing is actually that Kathy mm. has been a very active part of the community because she actually also presented or was a guest at one of our webinars because she was actually the one that highlighted that we talk a lot about barriers to exercise, but that we don't talk that much about more distressed exercising and women that may exercise more than is beneficial to them. So Cathy really added something to our sort of curriculum as well. I just wanted to add, I think the other reason, the other main reason, which is a huge reason, reason actually, um, is, is the whole uh, use of the word movement. So personal training is all about exercise. Your course, your community and what you're doing is about getting women moving so we've got uh, movement movement is like this um exercise is one part of movement and it was after doing your course that i really stopped calling myself a personal trainer and became so i'm a health and movement coach and my i've realized that my much to my surprise is is not so much the personal training side of it because that's just one really small part of how we move and what your course is designed to do or it's designed to help us do is get women moving and that is far far bigger and far more important I would say actually than you know personal training can be a bit of that but there's far far more to it and so you know your your language the menopause movement that's that's really really significant. That was kind of our message, really, that if you start to say you need to, you know, people feel that they've been preached that you need to exercise more. But the majority of us can move. And if you say you just need to move more and then it's nudging people up to that next level and then thinking I feel capable, I can do that, might look outside my that's my day scope. And they find themselves kind of moving towards more structured um Let's call it movement again. But our, our, sort of our most simple way of where we want to be is that women in the 80s and 90s still have a bit, they still have some muscle. They still have a bit of muscle mass because that just helps every um, aspect of health. Yeah. You know, mental health, cardiovascular health, you name it. Every aspect of health benefits from from movement. Yeah, really introduced to me the concept of. 360 degree health and some of the resources you recommended some of the books and and things like that that I've gone on to read have really reinforced that and that that's now where my passion is in in helping women get moving and it's astonishing when you talk to I mean so many of my clients you know they say things like oh I can't do any exercise I haven't got time to get to the gym I can't put an hour in so what's the point what's the point in going um, and, and when you say to them things like, can you just go for a 10 minute walk? It all counts. It all helps. And they're like, really? <laughs> they can't believe it. <laughs> and, and you can help them feel so good about what they can do instead of focusing on what they haven't got time to do. Because that movement in, in, in their life, um, hoovering, ironing, gardening, anything, helping them realise that, that that all counts. That really helps. And it just builds their confidence. It can help them feel really good about themselves. Kathy, I, I understand. Yeah, because when we were sort of quickly emailing this morning, that the bone health part of you 
the bone health part was quite significant to you as well. I'd love there was a lot in the course as well about so um, you know about our physical health and some of the statistics you presented. So there was it fifty um, percent of, of women if they have a, a hip fracture or something yep. over the age of sixty five, fifty percent of them won't be walking independently a year later, and then the frightening rate of which we lose bone density in the last couple of years of the um, perimenopause and into postmenopause. I mean, personally, as a, a postmenopausal woman now, I found that absolutely shocking. It really, really did bring home to me, right, if I'm going to move, I want to make sure I am including some uh, more resistance training than I was already doing already. Um, and thinking about how I'm using my muscles every day. Um, and I've, I've come to think of it a bit like, you know, um, sometimes you go to a dentist and you yeah. see a little sign that says something like um, you don't have to brush all your teeth, just the ones you want to keep. I come <laughs> to think of muscle as being like that. You don't have to use all your muscles, just the ones you want to keep. And that's personally what I take on board now. Um yeah. And what I really help um, clients focus on, those that do want to start exercising more, the ones that maybe I am doing some personal stuff with, um, the variety and, the, you know, the different, um, what can they do? How can they mix things up? What can they do over, over a week, um, you know, that's really going to benefit their, their muscles, their bones, um, and that they get enjoyment from as well. So benefiting their minds too. We all have lots of fears about different health, and I think cancer and breast cancer actually is something that is often at the front of our minds, and we'd like bone health to be there as well. But then I suppose the positive side about bone health is that we can really change it. We can really make a big impact. Certain illness and diseases, sadly, you know, yeah. we have less control over. But bone health, if women know in their 30s and 40s what they need to do, yeah. They can reverse that process. So the the beauty of that awareness is about bone health because that will impact the health more than anything else. If you look at the statistics, mm -hmm. the statistics there, and it's something they can change. And also generally, when women do a bit of strength training, which great forward training, you know, they don't have to become an Olympic weightlifter to do strength training. Um, it, it really, you can reverse that process so beautifully of losing that lean muscle mass, and it's those lean muscles that pull on the bones in different directions that keep your bones strong and it's as simple yeah. it's as simple as that are you finding that sort of women who are menopause or pre-perimenopausal if I could put two two words together they're more committed or they're more engaged or they're ready to you know let is that message that you're sort of able to get them to take away and say everything you're doing now is actually putting you ahead or find how do you get that message across there's this menopause revolution we've got we've got going on actually um the whole topic of hormones menstruation in younger women is also now becoming a lot more prevalent i don't know if you've noticed so a lot of my clients are talking about um sync cycling and things like that living living their monthly um cycles out through what they do how how they've noticed being the difference in their brains and their um, their training and what they eat so most women are a lot more switched on about their hormones now um, I, I think the message is getting through that actually strength training even in the 20s and 30s is really important um, the clients that I've got in those age age groups I have to say most of them haven't really thought about the menopause yet but I do sort of say to them 
yeah. in 10 years time you know you might be perimenopausal and that might be a bit of a shock to them but to reassure them that the way that what they do now I think can because I, I do personally believe that the more equipped we are to go into the perimenopause um yeah. which I wasn't <laughs> incidentally but yeah. it can be um fitter stronger uh, more switched on, more knowledgeable as we go into that um, perimenopause, I really do believe it can help. Uh, like when I'm working with the young women, I, I sort of say to them, you know, I've, what we're doing now is really important, but I've got one eye on you 10 years down the line as well. And, yeah, and yeah. know what like you're it's like valuable. For you, Cathy, in terms of, you know, your your client base, and what, what is the number one takeaway from, from the work that you've done with, with, with Joe and, and Christine? And the thing that you could say to a potential client about how, how this has supported your practice, what, what would it be in terms of the outcome for them? Number one thing to say to a potential client is to realise that um, how we move can impact everything in our lives. I, I think it's going to become as essential to our to talk about for our well-being as food um i think the research that's that's coming out now you know we were we were born to move and i don't think we've really thought about that before to separate movement or exercise actually to separate exercise and weight loss but and rather to focus on movement for for health um and, and to think about it yeah almost as essential as food really isn't it we've, we've got to move to to live well and I, I think these are fairly new conversations and ones that we should be having more and more. Joe, Christine and and Kathy anything as kind of final sum up or, or kind of points that we, we've not discussed that you, you'd really like to share with with the podcast listeners? But I really like the fact that Cathy has been highlighting to separate movement from exercise because so many women just don't resonate with exercise so they you know that the low the bar is that we all move and, and we all move towards health and I think from a fitness professional point of view it's so much more interesting than just promoting exercise because mm. there's all the other things that are going on that really make the the profession of the of the fitness and and well-being and health industry so much more interesting you know? and I, I think as well movement or maybe even exercise it can tick so many boxes for a menopausal woman you know she can maybe find someone to buddy up with or go she can maybe get outside get some fresh air she can do something that just makes her feel good in her body when she might be going through all sorts of other changes that do not make her feel good in her body. You know, we can set the bar really low here if, if we just can be so proud of moving for 10 minutes in one day when we didn't used to do that. I think for any personal trainer who's kind of, or fitness professional who's kind of supporting these women, you are you're sort of giving them that helping hand to, um, or that step up, and, it, and you, you're really opening doors that have got such massive potential. And as Cathy said, for some that might be starting with the small walks, started doing after 60 or in the mid 50s. And it's people are doing, women are doing phenomenal things. They've got a lot of life left to live postmenopausal. And that's a lot of training years, a lot of exercising, a lot of moving. And I think um, 
you've got a great pot to play all of you thank thanks so much uh, kathy joe and and christine for for, for joining us and, and talking about the, the, the work you've been doing um have professionals in the sector be able to 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 access resources and support around their that support their practice thanks so much for all of you for the work you're doing and for taking the time out to um join us on the If um, organisations, professionals um, want to get in touch, want to understand more about the work that you're doing and how they can get involved, um, how do they talk to you? The easiest way is they can go to our website, which is www.menopausemovement.co. There's nothing else on the end of it. There's no com or UK, it's .co. Or you can email us at hello at menopausemovement.co can't stress that .co enough and um, one of us will get back to you straight away and we're working with um multi we're working with government agencies we're working with gym chains working with boutique gyms working with sole traders everybody is welcome and we're also offering mentoring packages and um advanced courses we're really at a very exciting stage in the development of our business so we and we're just saying as we like to say christine join the movement don't we that's right. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this edition of the Cast Extra from Simspa. If you'd like to feature in one of our future episodes, please get in touch. <laughs>